Kingdom greetings and kingdom blessings. Hi, this is your Lifeline Coach, Rhonda Taylor, coming to you on this lovely Friday night. I was just led to share my journey with you um, from my book, 15 Years of Leading While Bleeding, Chapter 1. I'm not going to read the whole entire chapter, but I am going to give you a few little nuggets uh, in which that it would, you know, in a way to where it can help you uh, and to catapulting you forward and to helping you to shift into another gear and not stay in neutral. So I'm praying that what I'm about to give you concerning myself, because as, as you know, I said, my journey. So everybody have a journey. Everybody have a task. Everybody is here for purpose on purpose. God placed us here on a purpose. So I pray that you find your purpose in life and that you began to do the things that you was you was planted on this earth to do. You know, you wasn't just you're not just an ordinary person. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. You are amazing. Yes, you are. You are an amazing individual. When God made you, he stood back and said that it was good. Yes, you are beautiful. You are handsome. You are just the the bottom line, you just simply amazing. So I don't know what your journey is or what it was before now, but we're not gonna talk about what was. We're gonna talk about the journey and, and wish that we, okay, if you had a good journey, let's talk about it. And then the journey that you're about to, to, you know, embrace the one that you're walking into right now, because as you know, God is not a level God. He's a dimensional God. And God is taking you places that you've never been before. You're going to meet new people that you've never seen before. You're going to come in contact with people that's going to help you to push you forward into your destiny. Yes, you are. And so I am so grateful to be your coach. I am so grateful to be your motivator and your encourager. Yes, also, you can go. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Also on uh, uh, YouTube. Also on Facebook as Rhonda Taylor. You go, it's a lot of Rhonda Taylors, but my picture is there for those who know me. So I want to just, uh, for you to just sit back and just embrace the words that I'm about to give you on tonight. And I pray that it helped you as much as God have helped me. Okay, my journey. As you may know, it is not easy starting a new thing. It's never easy. As a matter of fact, I want to say this. People run from things when it's hard. They like the easy way. Okay, now moving forward. It takes much strength to finish what you started. The songwriter said, I'm going to run till I finish. I mentioned in the last two books that I had written that I ran Relay. Relay, as we know, some know, some may not if you haven't ever read. Okay, uh, Relays involve four runners per team, each member carrying a baton for 25% of the total distance. Okay, in most Relays, team members uh, cover equal distance. Make sure... Okay, I said all that to say this to you. Make sure the team that you have, whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry and in sports, that they are running to win also. Okay, now the key to anything in life is to finish what you start. Sometimes, just sometimes, as we all know, we know things happen. Uh huh. Sometimes delays and setbacks, they will come. 
That's part of life. That's part of life, can I tell you, okay? Don't stop running. Now, take a moment and name a few things in your life that cause you to stop running. I'm going to take a pause there just to give you a few minutes to think about that thing. Now, turn off the pause button and run, okay? There is something great waiting for you. Finish the race that God has put on the inside of you. It's something in you that you have yet to tap into. And because of fear, fear have gripped your heart and your mind. As you know, fear is crippling. Fear will cause you to abort things before it's time. You know, like when... um. You know, some people, they talk about losing things and some people talk about just like they talk about aborting. When you abort something, that means that you terminated before it was able to manifest and you never would have known what it would have really been like had you let it live. Okay, the journey that I have, I have had some as you as you know, and I always tell you, I'm always honest about my life. I always tell people I'm an open book. And the reason why I say that now to my personal life, it's a lot of things that um, for as my family and, you know, my spouse and or, you know, my kids and all that. That's, you know, a lot of that is personal. I don't share a lot of my excuse me. I don't share a lot of that unless God lead me to do so. Every now and then I may give an illustration and I may use something concerning that, but not too often. Okay. But as you know, there will be some setbacks. There will be some delays because I've had those. I've had all type of setbacks. I've had all type of delays. Some I brought on myself. Okay. Now, let me tell you what's that, that I'm going to tell you the exact word that fits that. I'm going to tell you the exact word that goes with set the setbacks and the delays that I brought upon myself. The things that you bring upon yourself, okay? Not anybody else. Nobody else can cause you to do it. It's things that you brought on yourself. It's called self-inflicted wounds. A lot of my wounds were self-inflicted, okay? When I should have said no, I said yes. Okay, my journey was not hard in the beginning of the, you know, of the chapter, of course, about starting really strong. Sometimes you you got people that are start out really strong. They run real fast. That's why the Bible said what hindered you because you started real fast. That's why the Bible also said that the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but those that can endure to the end. So it doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you end. Okay, now that was me. My problem came when I allowed people to come on my boat. Some was drilling holes, some was paddling. Okay, but I couldn't tell who was doing what. I focused on moving forward and helping others. I kept trying to figure out how in the world was water getting in. Someone was intentionally drilling holes while the ones that came with these with these people, they, that, you know, sometimes people will, um, 
keep you occupied while the person they working with is drilling those little small holes into your boat. And they, they are on an assignment. Those people are on an assignment. You may have one or two or you may just have one, but then they may team up with somebody else and they start doing little things. You know how sometimes a, a ministry, you can work with people in ministry or in business and it'll start out so good. Then after a while, they'll team up with somebody else and they start, you know, teaming up against you. And they, after a while, they distracting you while the other person is drilling little holes in your boat. And before you know it, you'll keep saying, how in the world is this water keep getting in? You know, I kept trying to figure out (laughs) how in the world was the water getting in? And it was so small, you couldn't even see it. The holes were so small, you couldn't even see it. Only thing you could do is wonder how. And that was me. Okay. Someone was intentionally drilling holes while the ones that that was with them was distracting me okay they were on an assignment I wasn't just enjoying the company and the hype that they were giving Uh uh-huh I believe that they really had the same desires that I had to win the loss to do outreach no their agendas was far from outreach What they were looking for was just platforms and popularity. Uh Uh-huh. Then came the disappointment. One of the ladies would get mad when I would not uh, move every time that she asked. And then this one lady went back and told another leader something that was very untrue. Because things didn't go her way. I'm going to stop and put a pen right there because we're talking about the same people that was allowed on the boat with you because you trusted them. Whether it's your ministry, whether it's a business, whatever it is, or you hired somebody, uh, you know, if you're a manager on a job and you hired a person based on uh, you feel like they needed the help and you could be a blessing to them. So you hired them, but they came in with all the wrong intentions They came with the intentions into spotting out the place to see what they could take from you and your business, what they could take from your ministry. Uh huh. And then after doing so, they go and degrade you and they scandalize your name. See, this was part of my journey. And still, to some degree, I still, in, in not just not too long ago, I faced some things like that. People that you think that you really know, you really don't. And you know how when people say things like, man, I, I, I thought I knew you better than that. Well, can I say this to you with no offense? Sometimes you don't even know yourself. Sometimes we say things and we'll say, have you ever said, let me ask you a question and I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about it. Have you ever said to yourself, if I would have knew that back then, or if I would have knew that, I wouldn't have never stepped my foot into that place. Or I wouldn't have never accepted that. Or I wouldn't have never done that. And you got some people say, man, if I could do it all over again, I would. You know why? Because you don't know 
yourself sometimes. And it and it, those are called that's called that's another thing that causes self-inflicted wounds. Because sometimes you can make a mistake and you think that you're in the right, but you're in the wrong. And then you come back later, you say, man, and I wish I would have known better. I would have never done that. So what does that tell you? Sometimes you don't even know yourself. And you the same way with people, you be like, man, if I knew they were they would do that, it's no way I would have brought them here. If I knew they was going to come here and wreck my home, it was a time I allowed because I deal with battered women and children, it was a time I allowed a family to move in my house. And my house wasn't that big. But I allowed a young lady to move in with her children, trying to help her. Because I knew what it was like to be a battered wife. So I allowed her in. And when I did, all hell broke loose in my house. It got very chaotic. It got so bad to where... Um, It caused conflict between me and my spouse at the time. It caused conflict between he and I because betrayal had came. Betrayal came along with me allowing her to come into my home. And we have to be very careful because sometimes your heart can want to do a thing and it's not it's not a God's idea It's your idea is something that you want to do because you have a good heart and you want to help everybody. Well, can I tell you, you cannot help everybody. So I'm learning in this, in this walk, in this new dimension that I've stepped into that I'm only going to do as I see, as I'm led. And as when I hear God say, yes, I'm going to say yes. And when, when he says, wait, I'm going to wait When he says no, no matter how bad I want to help, it's going to be no. And my thing is, I always ran fast to help everybody that said, help, or I need you, or I need a job, or I need you to do this for me. I No was never in my vocabulary. No. It was always yes. Even in the even to the point to where it would put myself in an uncomfortable position, I would still say yes. So in doing so, in bringing this young lady into my home, she was drilling little holes. And I didn't want to release her because she had children. But at the same time, it came to it gotten so bad to where I had no choice. But by then she had, you know, I allowed her to get her own, uh, her own employment. She got her on her job. She had a nice job. She was able to then to take care of her and her children. Now, if she wouldn't have never gotten a job, I don't know what I would have done because I would have felt bad in telling her she had to leave. And because also I knew she had several places to go. But she got she had gotten comfortable in living in a place that she could pretty much she had her own space. She had her own room. She had her own uh, restroom. She had her own area in the house that it really she really did. The only thing she could use in our house was our kitchen. But everything else she had access to because she had her own in the, um, in the other part of the house. 
So I didn't have to worry about that. But it gotten so bad. My yes turned into a nightmare. So that's part of my journey. That wasn't the whole chapter, chapter one. But that was part of the journey. A lot of times we we bring on self-inflicted wounds by indulging in things and allowing people to come into our life and in our circle that shouldn't be. And sometimes we could know, we can have a feeling, you know, the Holy Spirit will nudge you and say, no, you don't need to do that. But your heart will say, just go ahead and try it. That's the enemy trying to get you to uh, have self-inflicted wounds. Then you're mad at yourself and you start beating yourself up and saying, I should have never done that. Why did I do that? That's right there where the enemy wants you. Because then you start beating yourself up. That's what he wanted all along. He already knew. He knew when the when the person or the persons got on your boat. He knew exactly because he sent them there to drill little bitty holes. Little bitty holes could be confusion. It could be backbiting. It could be betrayal. It could be manipulation and lies. And when you have people... Little holes, when I say drilling little holes, you can have a person to come to you and ask you something and you give them an answer and they'll go back and talk to the same person and they will turn the whole conversation around. And before you know it, the people that that was once uh, affiliated with you, you start seeing them drawing back and you wondering why, because somebody was drilling little holes They was leaking out the wrong information. They was manipulating. They were backbiting. They came in and and they were supposed to be a, a part of your ministry, a part of your business, a part of your family. And they came in and made a mess of your family. You got relationships. When I always tell the women that I coach or that I mentor, an abuser would come in And look around and see how close you are with your family, how close you are with your siblings, how close you are with your children, how close you are with even some of your friends. And the minute that they see that there's a little spot for them to get in and to and to make a mess. They that's exactly what they do. They say, oh, she don't have very many people that have her like that. So let me do this. Let me be the savior. Or, oh, look at him. He don't don't really have family that care for him. Let me come in and be Wonder Woman. And let me make him feel like I'm, I'm his savior. When God is his savior. God is her savior. So what is your journey? What is the journey that you've been on? I've told you a lot about myself. Even before now. Tell me a little bit about you. What is your journey? What if, what was your journey like in the past? How did you get to where you are now? Were you always saved? What did you go through in your past that caused you to want to do something different now? Have you had any betrayal? Have you had any delays? Have you had any setbacks? 
If your answer is yes, I'm going to tell you to keep it moving because you got this. God always saved the best for last, most of the time. A lot of times we go through things and we'll say, oh my God, finally, I went through all that to get to this. He said, yeah, it, was to, it wasn't to break you, it was to make you. Because had you not went through all the things you wouldn't have went through, you may not have been as humble as you are. Or you you may not, you 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 know, sometimes we, we be so, we our heads are so high up in the clouds to where we don't, we look down on everybody else. And, and maybe if you wouldn't have, maybe if you wouldn't have went through anything, just maybe you would have treated others different. You might have thought maybe you was better than they were. Or maybe you feel like because you, you wasn't a person that was on drugs, now you better than them because they own drugs. Or maybe because you never been through abuse and you look down on the other person that's been abused and you say they crazy. Or you look at a drug addict and you'll say, you know, he crazy, she crazy and why they on drugs? No. You don't know what their journey was like. I always tell people in order to to get to anything in anybody's life let's get to the root now in my closing as I asked you before what is your journey what have your journey been like know that I I'm praying for you Um, my job is to encourage to motivate you and to push you into the places where you're trying to go whether it's in ministry, whether it's in business, or just everyday life, that's my job. So this coach, this lifeline coach, is extending lifelines. May you have an amazing night, and may God bless you all the days of your life. You and your family Everything that's tied to you, everything that's connected to you, let it live in Jesus' name. Be blessed. May God keep you is my prayer. And may I add this, Jeremiah 29 and 11, my, one of my favorite scriptures, that is your portion. Because God do, he know the plans that he have for you. And they are amazing. God bless you.